And we are live. What's up, oh. chat? Welcome to another episode of Chill with Chill. The super sub is in the building in replacement of Ox. Salute to Ox. Chill. We back. How you feeling, brother? Hey, man. We are back in effect right now, yo. Yes, we are here. Yes, yes. we are. Yes, we are back, man. It's 2024. I know I ain't seen you do since last year, but <laughs> hey, man, this is what it is, yeah. yo. Right? This yes. Is, this- this is what it is. So I'm, I'm I'm definitely down to do it again. Hell yes. Yes, sir. Definitely. I'm glad to be here with my favorite uncle. Now, Unc, let's get right into it, man. Pascal Siakam is the breaking news that's going on right now. What is your mm-hmm. thoughts on the trade? And was it good for both parties? Initially, I didn't I didn't think it moved the needle. And the reason why, because when I first heard the trade, right? This is what happened when I first heard the trade. When I first heard the trade, I thought that it was it was Pat. It was Pascal Siakam for Buddy Heald and 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 Bruce Brown. And when I heard that originally, Buddy Heald, Bruce Brown, and a couple of and a couple of picks, I didn't love it. And the reason why, right? And the, re- the reason why I didn't love it is because the first thing I'm thinking is, well, first of all, Pascal Siakam is on an expired. Did I lose him? Sorry about that. Sorry about I'm, I'm that. Good. I'm straight. Pascal Siakam is on an expiring deal. With Pascal Siakam being on an expiring deal, this doesn't really help. This is a huge risk for this is a huge risk for Indiana because mm-hmm. with, pa- with Pascal Siakam on the roster, I don't think this pushes them over the top in terms of being a championship team. Like he doesn't get them to the East Finals. He doesn't get them to the NBA Finals. So when I first heard the original deal with Buddy Heald and and Bruce Brown and a couple of ones, I'm thinking, well, if you get Pascal Siakam in the fold, but getting Pascal Siakam in the fold, his contract is up at the end of the season. He's mm-hmm. already made it clear that he's testing free agency after mm-hmm. the season, which makes him now a rental. So now giving up Bruce Brown, your best rotation player, giving up Buddy Heald at the time, this was before uh this was before Noir was actually in the deal. It wasn't Buddy Hill. But when I originally heard the deal, I'm thinking that you're giving up your best long ball shooter and you're giving up your best rotation player and you're giving up a bunch of ones. The ones don't really bother me more than I'm losing these two players plus I'm going to lose Pascal Siakam at the end of the year. I'm losing three guys. I don't like this deal at all. Only to find out when I started doing some homework, number one, Pascal Siakam, when he gets traded to Indiana, well, they own his bird rights, mm-hmm. just like just like Toronto did. So with them owning his bird rights, they can pay him whatever. They could right. go over the cap. So now it's just a matter of does he want to be in Indiana? Because he mm-hmm. really dug being in Toronto. He didn't want to leave Toronto. He wants to yeah. stay up there. He yes. really didn't want to. He really didn't want to leave Toronto. So now the question is: Is does he want to be in Indiana with him on this unit? That gives them another wing scorer because I never liked Pascal Siakam at the four. Never. I always mm-hmm. liked Pascal Siakam as a wing. I always, right. I always thought he was a three man. He had a really good mid range game. He could shoot the long ball, but he could also play on the box too. Right. He could also mm-hmm. exploit. He could also exploit smaller players. Right. Problem with Pascal Siakam is Indiana is one of the worst defensive, if not the worst defensive team in the league. He doesn't mm-hmm. really help that. Yeah. He doesn't really help that that much, which is why I feel like. With him, with him on the crew, this doesn't push them, right? This doesn't make the Toronto Raptors. I'm sorry, this doesn't make Indiana. This doesn't put them at the top of the at, at the top of the Eastern Conference. Where if Milwaukee were to get Alex Caruso, that's the difference right there. Right. That's the guy that they were missing. 
right. as, a, as opposed to Indiana. They still missing dirty work, guys. They still missing a legit two guard, right? Mm-hmm. They still missing some rotation pieces. They still missing defenders on the wing. That's stuff that they still missing that's going to make them a legit championship contender. Pascal Siakam makes them competitive. Mm-hmm. He make make them a little bit more competitive. I think they they in the sixth spot right now. So with them being so with them being in the sixth spot, with them being in the sixth spot right now, with Pascal Siakam, I mean what what, what is so it's going to be them, Cleveland. I, I I had Cleveland before the season started. I had Cleveland as a top three seed. And with 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 that being said, J Rob, mm-hmm. with them being the number six seed, I mean. What's the highest anybody thinks Indiana could be? Maybe a five seed? Maybe a five, maybe a four, depending on how things finish. I mean, maybe essentially, maybe they're buying into their style. You know, the way they beat basketball teams in this league is by outscoring them. We're going to score more than you. If you're going to beat us, if you're going to score 145, we'll score 155. So I think they're buying into that with this move. But also, I think Indiana is trying to say, listen, Pascal, look what we could build with you and Halliburton right now. Right. You know, do you have a look at it as like um it's like a, a audition for the organization? You know, you show like listen, Pascal, you have a championship pedigree, you know what it takes, you've been in playoff games, yeah. you know what it is like to be a great player, and you could be a good veteran leader to match match up with Pascal, you know, and you were right, chill. He it was reported he was bewildered and heartbroken that the Raptors. We're even considering trading him. So this is a new right. journey from the buy into a fan base where Indiana is not a big place for free agents. So you could be a legitimate hero in this city along with Tyrese. And so I, I'm looking at Pascal as like, I like the move for the team, honestly, as adding a piece. Cause now you have another consistent score too. Like you got right. another go to level score in Pascal, which I think is good to have with a guy like Tyrese Halliburton. Right. And so, I think if you look at it, let's say they let's say they get to the second round. Let's say they go seven games in the second round. I think if you're Pascal, you could look at this situation like we're maybe one piece away. And you know, Indiana is already being one of the front runners to try to pursue Paul George. So then you know, maybe Paul comes in, you get that three together over there in Indiana. I think that's viable in the East. You know what I'm saying? Well, two so, things. Well, 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 two, well, two things. Number one, they're gonna have to pay Pascal. They already maxed out. They they already maxed out. They already maxed out Tyrese Halliburton at two fifty. They already maxed him out. And Pascal Siakam is looking for is looking for the same kind of money. He's twenty nine years old. So I think at this level, the level that he's playing, he was an All Pro two years ago. I think he's like twenty two, twenty three a game this year. Mm -hmm. So he still plays. He still plays at an All Star caliber, All Pro level. He's still playing at that level. That being said, having to pay him. Is really gonna is really gonna hamper you guys. Now they're in a similar situation. Indiana is they're in a similar situation with Oklahoma City because I believe Matherin, uh, Naismith, uh, Obi Toppin, they still only mm-hmm. rook deals. So we still got some time with those guys, right? We still got some time with those guys too. We don't have to pay them yet. But if you're if if, if you're committing that much money to both Pascal Siakam. And Tyrese Halliburton, you're going to make it really difficult to bring in any other free agents because that's almost 500. That's that's almost 500 million dollars because that's the kind of money Pascal Siakam is looking for. And that's when it gets tricky when you're talking about salary cap. Don't get me wrong. When you own a team's bird, when a team owns your bird rights, we can go over the salary cap. We can mm-hmm. do that, right? Mm-hmm. So 
they're in a they're they're in the same situation that Boston is in with both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. But when you're paying that kind of money, it can get tricky when you're talking about bringing in other free agents. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think I also would say I think Indiana is in an interesting place right now because chill. What do we know about like? top talent in the league we've seen multiple players start in small town franchises and then go branch out to go to a bigger market because obviously just the inability to win where they're at and so i look at indiana and i think they're in a peculiar situation because they found a key piece in tyrese halliburton they are going to be able to build around him for the next decade plus and so with having him on your team, you got to maximize this window you have. Obviously, you upped him. So I could see them maxing out and giving Pascal maybe more than what most other teams would give him. Obviously, they I think they would have to look to bring in one more premier free agent. I don't yeah. think it will end up being a Paul George-esque player, but it does need to be, I think, somebody who does make this team a bit better defensively. You need another two-way guy who can do right. both, but just at a consistent level. It doesn't have to be a 25 point a game score but you need at least 15 to 17 a night consistently from another player i think in your starting unit which which again which is fair 100 who can defend about, yes definitely we, we we have to shore that up we absolutely mm-hmm. of, of all the things we have to shore that up more than anything because mm-hmm. i mean if you're going to score j rob you're a football guy at mm-hmm. some point I mean, at, at some point, we can't just have a team scoring every possession. That can't Thanks. happen. We can't eventually got to stop you, right? Yeah. We, it's not going to be it's not going to be fifty six to forty eight. Yeah, it's not, especially not in the playoffs, because mm-hmm. you're going to run up on teams that can score like you, only except they also can defend too. Mm-hmm. You're going to have cornerbacks that can slow down your better wide receivers. You're going to have a pass rush that's going to get to your quarterback. Yeah. So that running it up to forty and fifty, like you were doing during the regular season. You're not going to do that in the playoffs. That's not going to happen. So if you mm. think that you're going to score 150 or you're going to score 140 against Boston or you're going to score that against Philly, well, that's not happening because Philly is going to slow you down and they can score. How are you going to slow those guys down? That's definitely going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, Listen, like I, I just – offseason, you have to go all in on bolstering your defense, but I, it just seems like at the pace that that team wants to play because they want to get yeah. up and down. They need guys who are conditioned, and you need guys who are going to be willing to defend while also playing at that pace. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because they're gonna they're gonna be looking to run, and and that's just their vibe. So, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see how that is going forward. Go ahead. Now, 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 remember too, J. Rob, that division that they play in is very difficult with them, mm-hmm. Milwaukee and Cleveland, right? Yeah. So, I can understand the logic that all right, we with what we currently have. With both Cleveland and Milwaukee ahead of us, we can't just stand pat. We got to do something. Now, I do understand that part. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to swing for the fences and make the wrong. I don't want to swing for the fences and and, and swing at the wrong pitch. Mm -hmm. I do like Pascal Siakam on this unit because, again, the distributor that Tyrese Halliburton is, the playmaker that he is, how fast they play. And the one-on-one player that Pascal Siakam is, because Pascal Siakam is a one-on-one player, I really think he's going to help Tyrese Halliburton. And Tyrese Halliburton is going to put him in a space where, yo, I can get buckets. Mm-hmm. I can get more buckets. But we got to be able to slow teams down. And, yeah. and we're not doing that. We're not. And I think one thing, too, to also mention about the move for Pascal is, like, I think the way that he's being moved out of Toronto, he may have felt like he's 
Like I, I helped you guys win the championship. Like you just don't love me anymore. Like it's just yeah. it's over. You don't love me anymore. And I think Indiana could be a place for him where his veteran leadership on a very young basketball team will be extremely valued and he could build something. So I'm excited to see the future when it comes when it comes to this team because I just I think it could I think it could be good. Like I, I'm a big fan of Tyrese Halliburton. I think he has a lot of a lot of ability. I think he and is upside a really too. Hard, yeah. yeah, and upside too. Let me ask you this though, J. Rob. Is there a world where Pascal, Pascal Siakam walks out the front door in, in Indiana and goes back to Toronto? I mean, you could do that, but but you like you kicked me out the door. You know, like now, you know, I like, think they did it. I, I think they did it to get better but if i do it to get better and then i bring you back it's like breaking up with your chick i ain't breaking up with you because i want another chick i'm breaking up with you to improve myself Mm -hmm. and then when i get it together now i'm trying to get back with you now if you could get out of your feelings and see that which is clearly what toronto doing they brought rj barrett up there scotty Barnes. now you bring back pascal siakam i still think that they need another lead guard I still think yeah. I, I, I'd i like to replace Dennis Schroeder with a better league guard, right? And it's crazy that we mentioned league guard, too. Really quick, re- re- really quick to J-Rob. We were talking about New Year's resolutions this morning. And mm-hmm. one of my resolutions is, is I got to accept what the league guard is today. Mm-hmm. I got to, as much as I love Magic, as much as I love Stockton, as much as I love Isaiah, Dennis Johnson, mm-hmm. Mark Price, Kevin Johnson, Jason Kidd, Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. As much as I love these guys, J-Rob, they're gone. And I got to say, <laughs> that ain't what the league guard is no more. Mm-mm. That's not. That's not what the league guard is. The league guard, and somebody and, and, and somebody brought this up to me. I think it was Dama who brought this point, point up to me. He said to me, Chill, if, if I told you 20 years ago, if I told you in 2003 that Gilbert Arenas and Allen Iverson that's the future of the league guard. That's what the league guard going to look mm-hmm. like in 20 years. Would you have bought that? I was like, hell no. There's no way you could have sold me that. This is what the league guard was. Steve Francis, Baron yeah. Davis. That's what the league That's what the league guard is going to look like 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. No, you wouldn't have been able to sell me that. Yeah. But with that being said, I got to accept that that's what the league guard is today. So mm-hmm. with that being said, if, the, if Toronto can get another league guard, a better league guard, not necessarily a primary distributor because that's what the league guard is today. I do understand yeah. that. He's a bucket yeah. getter. Then he's a distributor. He's not a distributor and a bucket getter at the same time. He's more of a bucket getter who can pass. Mm-hmm. So I got to accept that that's who that is. And if Toronto could get themselves, get, get their hands on a lower level, just a lower level league guard. And when I, mm-hmm. when I say lower level, I mean, we already know who Dame Lillard is. Mm-hmm. We know who the better league guards in the game are, Curry, uh, Luca. We, we, right. we know who those guys are, right? Yeah. So if I could get something maybe a tier below those guys, right? I, I, I know I'm not going to be able to get guys like Jamal Murray and mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox. No, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get that, right? Can I get something like Can I get something like Jalen Brunson? I'm not going to be able to take Jalen Brunson away from the Knicks. But can I get something like that? Is is, is it possible for me to get, for me to pry away? Uh, Darius Garland from Cleveland. Is it possible that I can I do was, that? I was just gonna say, how about how many first round picks would it take to get Darius Garland or um Lamelo Ball out of get him out of uh Charlotte? 
you know, obviously he's on a max contract. He's on a max deal. Right. But I'm just saying, I mean, Darius Garland's a good idea. I mean, right. if you could get one of these guys, how many first picks would it cost? How many first picks would, would you be willing to get up, give up for those type of players? Could I get could I get Colin Sexton up in Toronto? That that that's what I'm I'm thinking about somebody like that. Ah, Colin that, Sexton. That, and, 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 the re- and the reason why is because again, this is this is the age that I live in. This is the age that I live in, right? J Rob, because I don't live in John Stockton ain't around no more. He's not, unfortunately. Right. John Stockton ain't around no more. Uh right. Isaiah Thomas isn't around no more. Jason Kidd, these dudes ain't around no more. And mm-hmm. not only are they not around no more, I don't think in my lifetime that they're coming back. Right. I don't. I don't think in my lifetime that they're coming back. So because of that, I'm thinking to myself, all right, so what am I what what am I left with? I'm 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 left with I'm I'm left with the scoring guard. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be able to get Luca. I'm not gonna be able to get Curry, right? I'm not gonna be able to get De'Aaron Fox. I'm not gonna be able to mm-hmm. get Trey Young. I'm not gonna right. be able to get them guys, right? right? And I'm not gonna be able to get Brunson. I'm not gonna be able to get Murray. I'm not gonna be able to get those guys. So who's left? Who 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 can I get? Who who can I who can I pry away from? Who can I pry away from? Can I can I, mean, can, I can I can I sell Toronto on on letting me have Darius Garland, somebody like that? That would be a good pick. I would actually really like to see Darius Garland. He would be great on his team. Um, I mean, I I personally feel like if we're looking at league guards, in some ways, you know, if I'm the Toronto Raptors. I'm kind of circling Isaiah Collier coming out of USC, maybe mm. being my point guard of the future because they're gonna have a pretty, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna pretty much have a pretty high pick in the draft. You know, I mean, they're one of the right. lower end teams. They're gonna have a pretty good pick in the draft, and you know, I look at Toronto as a team that really will benefit just keep building through that draft like they have for years. Because I'm gonna be honest, I might be higher on Scotty Barnes than most people, but. Just watching Scotty Barnes develop as a perimeter shooter this season shows yeah. that he has the work ethic to get better. And that's good to see out of a player as young as he is. And I mm-hmm. think he still has a really high ceiling to go because I think he's a great defender. I think he's versatility. I think he has some of that playmaking that you kind of like. You know, I look at him as like a Scotty Pippen S player with mm-hmm. a better three point jump shot a better mid-range jump shot, can still do all the things in transition, can still rebound, can still block shots, can still defend on the perimeter. With that ability alone, I think if you get a guy like Isaiah Collier who will be able to get them in set, be able to utilize him, be able to run in transition, score the ball, shoot the basketball, mm-hmm. I think he would be a great pick to add. You know what I'm saying? Like I I really say the, the Raptors, to me, whiffed really bad this draft. And I bring it up all the time just on my own channel, just in passing because – I think the Raptors, they needed a jump shooter pretty bad. That was one of their things that they needed because I don't think they were a very good three-point shooting team, even though they took a lot of threes the last this season prior. They went and got Grady Dick, who right now is just, you know, he's just developing down the G League. But right. if they would have got drafted a guy like Jordan Hawkins, he would have immediately been an impact player on that team because he would have provided the shooting that they need. And he sometimes has to go down to the G League just because too many vets are in are are back making all the money. But anytime he gets the opportunity to play, he he's shooting the ball. best of them. He's great. One hundred percent. Love him. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. One percent of him as a shooter. Sure, absolutely. And I didn't even think yeah. about what you just said, J. Rob, <laughs> in terms of where college. Like, wait a minute. We don't just get players from the NBA. Yeah, I completely forgot. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> where do you get your players from? You get your players from college. Also. College. 
So yeah. is there a lead guard in college that I'm not paying attention to that mm-hmm. okay, is there a, is there a 17 and 8 guy that I don't know about? Is there a mm-hmm. is there a 15 and 9 guy that I don't know about that I need to pay attention to? Now yeah. I know that in Toronto it wouldn't be that big of a deal because okay, RJ Barrett, young. Yeah. Scotty Barnes, young. So yeah. we're still building this thing, right? We still need a five man in Toronto too, mm-hmm. right? I still think mm-hmm. we need a five man. And I think that that five man is the big fella in Purdue. I think that I, I think he'll mm-hmm. drop. I think he'll drop right in your lap. I don't think mm-hmm. he's a. I don't think he's a first. I, I don't think he's a first five. I don't think he's mm-hmm. a first ten. I think that there, a lot of teams are going to pass on him. So with that being said, Zach Eady could very well drop to I don't know seventeen or eighteen, mm-hmm. and that's your guy. Because what we can do, I mean, you see Chet, you see Wimby. So we got this big guy, and we, we got this big guy that's seven, what, two or seven, three? He like seven foot five, it seemed like. He's okay, and, and, and with him being that big, J-Rob, we could teach you how to be a stretch five. We could you like that. Zach? Are you a fan of Zach Eady? I'm, I'm a, what I am is I'm a fan of big guys. That's what I am. Mm-hmm. I'm, and, okay. and, 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 and a big guy like that, when I think about a big guy like that, I think about what Yao was at seven, six, mm-hmm. distributor, could knock down the long ball. Could shoot in the mid range. Yeah, I was not a great athlete. Yeah, right. I was not getting up and down the floor with the best of them. In fact, right. if we being honest, yeah, I was a mud foot. <laughs> yeah, I was a straight mud foot. If we being honest, right. yeah, I wasn't getting up and down the floor and mm-hmm. running like a deer, like Ralph Sampson or right. Tim Duncan or anything like that. No, he was not that. So if this guy, if, if that's your concern with Edie, the skill set on the next level, we can teach that. Because last mm-hmm. I checked, because last I checked, J Rob, Kawhi Leonard did not show up as a twenty-five a game guy. No, Mm-mm. he did not. No, when, Leonard showed, when Leonard showed up, he was a defender mm-hmm. and got better as a scorer. There is nobody outside of the San Antonio Spurs locker room or the San Antonio Brass that said, yo, that's our lead scorer for the next five, six years right there. Nobody yeah. said that. Maybe the coach at San Diego State said, yo, this dude can score a lot better than you think. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot better upside offensively. But there was nobody that was buying. Kawhi Leonard was a 20-plus game right. guy in addition to being an elite defender because we already knew he was that, right? Yeah. We already yeah. knew he was an elite defender. So a guy like Zach Eady, there's nobody that's buying that, yo, he could be a money mid-range shooter and he right. could be a stretch five. We could teach you that. Yeah. We could very well teach you that. Nah, facts. I agree. No, I like Zach Eady for his size. I just think my biggest concerns for him are getting up and down the basketball court throughout a game. Mm-hmm. and obviously just being able to move his feet against quicker competition in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think those are – and obviously I think I, we'll, I'll see how the skill development goes, but if he can stretch the floor at his height, I mean, Scott is the limit if that's the possibility. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm I'm there with the Zach Eady. I see the vision, but he will be a guy where I have to see it in some ways to believe it because – and I'm not, a, and I'm be honest. Hami Hakez to me should definitely cancel some of the ideas that in today's game, staying in college is a bad thing because it's not. It's, it's not, not a bad, not a bad thing. But it, I hope. Keep going, J. Rob. Keep going. Keep going. No, it allows you to develop. And I will say, when you come into the game at an older age, you're a little bit more mature as a basketball player, just from the amount of basketball experience you have. And so I think sometimes you can find yourself in a good plug and play situation. I think Zach Eady also knows his adjustment to the NBA needs to be will be all right because he's played a lot of basketball. 
I mean, he's going to be what a senior He's a junior or a senior. Right. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, I think he could be okay. And I think him playing in his own, in his own backyard, I think that'll also, you know, motivate him to get better. I think I like, I like where the Raptors could potentially be headed. And remember too, J Rob, that we're talking about a guy who's get, he's not getting on uh, he's not getting on Phoenix, mm-hmm. right? He ain't getting on the Knicks where yo, this gotta happen right now. Right. He's getting with a bunch of other kids. Yeah. Right. So with him getting with a bunch of other kids, the development could be that. Okay, Zach Eady could very well be a project, but this project could turn into something really mm-hmm. good where in mm-hmm. the next two three years when you see his development and you see him being able to stretch the floor, you see him being able to rip to rim run. And yeah. when I say rim run, okay, he ain't Wimby, right? He's not no. Shaq. Okay. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to go that far and say that he's those guys. However, what I will say is when you are that skilled, cause he is a skilled big guy. Let's be clear about that. He is a skilled big guy. The athleticism might be a little bit tricky, but he is a skilled big guy. Yeah. And if we can, if, if we can cultivate that, into our system, like you just said, the sky's the limit. I know, I I, I know that it's a little foggy, but I, I just need you to <laughs> wipe, 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 your, wipe your lens off a little bit because I'm telling you, there's something there, man. It is. No, I'm a, I'm an optimist. At the end of the day, I'm very much an optimist. I want to see those players that you don't, you may not. I like a guy that comes out of the dark. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you work your head down, and you know, you see it. You know, you never saw it coming. So, you know, I'm definitely hoping for the best for Zach Eadie. So. Veteran teams versus young teams. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on some of the younger teams in the NBA? Because I feel like right now with the young teams in the NBA, it's like some are pretty damn good for yeah. as young as they are. And then some are obviously going through the growing pains of being a right. young team. Because then you have like you have like your Oklahoma cities, mm-hmm. and then obviously you have your Detroit Pistons. It's like mm-hmm. this, but then you also have your veteran teams where the youngest player in the NBA is killing the team for the veterans. That, you know, a team like mm-hmm. the Warriors, who are a veteran S team, not looking too good right now. So, right. I mean, where where this do is, you, where do you see? Yeah, what what is your thoughts and takes on on both sides? And do you think the younger is it better to have a younger team and maybe in this new generation of NBA because of the windows you have with this new uh, age of players? I think that when you're talking about younger teams, what helps more than anything is rook deals. Rook deals and guys not getting injured. Yeah. That helps more than that, that 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 rook deals and guys getting hurt. Not guys, mm-hmm. not guys not getting injured. Guys actually getting hurt. Well, damn, OG, why you want guys to get hurt? Well, what that does is one, it buys me time. Mm-hmm. And two, I can get them cheaper. Because this guy that gets hurt, well, that gives me a little bit of leverage that maybe he might be made of glass. But he might not be. Like mm-hmm. Steph Curry would be a prime example of that. Steph Curry is a prime yeah. example of a guy who, when he was coming up, the logic on him was His he wasn't really that durable. Well, we end up getting him on the cheap early. Well, when you get him on the cheap early, that buys you time. A guy like Draymond, who hadn't developed fast enough where you could, you were able to pay him a little bit less. When you right. have stuff like that, that really helps your unit. So right. a team like Oklahoma City, where they got four guys, Jay Williams, Chet, J Dub, Chet, uh, uh, what's this kid's name from Kentucky? He make Casey Wallace. Casey, I was about to say Mason. Casey mm-hmm. Wallace, right? And Josh Giddy. So you got mm-hmm. four dudes on rook deals. Four dudes. So that so that buys us a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Now, 
The problem is when you get that good this early, people immediately start to think, yo, we're a championship contender. Easy. Because when you run up on a team like the Clippers, who I've said this already, J-Rob, they have Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George. That's a team full of vets. And it looked like that last night. That's what it looked like when I watched them play against Oklahoma, when I watched them play against the Clippers last night. I saw a bunch of vets, and I, I basically saw a bunch of vets handle a bunch of young guys. Now, don't get me wrong. Well, it was a back-to-back, OG. When, when, you, when you got a young team and you got young guys, yeah, they're fine. Back to, yeah back-to-backs yeah. ain't that big of a deal. No, yeah, a guy fine. like Jay is 25, Chet is 20 years old, yeah, J-Dub, Josh Giddy is 21 years old. That's no, that's not a big deal at all. Yeah, but fine. when you're dealing with vets like the Clippers, there's nuances. There's ways that they play. There's tricks to the game. They mm. know how to speed the game up, how to slow the game down. They know not to get into a, a track meet with you guys. They know right. when to run. They know not to get physical with you. They know how to exploit mismatches. Paul George, for a prime example, right. where he gets in mismatches with Josh Giddy, or he's able to drag Chet Chet Holmgren away from the basket and get him right. in one-on-ones. That's stuff that vets know. When you're dealing with kids, they don't know that. What they do know, though, is they know how to play fast. They know how to get up and down the floor. They know how to do all of those things. They know how to do all of those things that look good. In that that look good, but when you're talking about vets who do the other things that you can't, that most people aren't really paying attention to, mm-hmm. I think that that's a huge deal. Now, when you got a team right. like Oklahoma City. That's dealing with a bunch of that's dealing with a bunch of kids, and their best player is twenty five. When you really don't have vet, like a, like a guy like Stephen Adams, like a mm-hmm. guy like a, a Stephen Adams type of player, or Mike Conley. When you have guys like that, that's on the unit, that really bolsters your unit. That really makes that really makes your team so much better because mm-hmm. you have that vet presence and you have that guy who can teach us the game. I heard Chauncey Billups and Kevin Garnett say. Chauncey Billups said he didn't really feel like he had a ride until he got to Minnesota. And right. that was because of Sam Mitchell. Mm-hmm. He said Sam Mitchell taught him how to be a pro. Mm-hmm. And I've said this to you in the past, J-Rob, as good as I am coming out of college, I got pro potential. It's mm-hmm. your job to teach me the pro game. And not just basketball. Teach me how to be a pro. Right. And a lot of these vets are necessary. and Because guys, like guys like P.J. Tucker, it's mm-hmm. necessary. Okay. Taj Gibson, necessary. Can I? Uh, can I just? There's two things I want to say because there's two things Please. that I thought were interesting. So, first thing, mm-hmm. I do agree about the veteran impact, but Unc, would I, I would almost argue? Don't you think those veterans are Lou Dort and SGA? And I think they learned how to be pros from Chris Paul. Chris Paul talked highly of SGA going to his house every day in Oklahoma City, learned how to be a leader. I think SGA is the undeniable leader of that basketball team. And mm-hmm. I think everybody talks about, you know, SGA doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. You know, he is a gym rat. That, that's, that has literally been the the uh, rep about him to this mm-hmm. point. And even with a guy like Chris Paul saying that, who has been who's very credible, Maybe he is the de facto leader. And I know a young leader may be, you know, something that raises eyebrows for people. But, I mean, the way he has that team humming, I think Lou Dort, remember, this is also the same team that watched James Harden knock them out of their potential um, in the playoffs, in the bubble, when they had Chris Paul. 
And I think they've learned from that moment as well. So I look at, um, I definitely agree with that. But I'll also say to you, Chill, the Clippers, are you outside of Kawhi Leonard? The other three, as much as they're veterans and talented players, they don't really give me that level of confidence. Just because oh. they're like, for example, we've seen Paul George in the playoff have meltdowns. We've seen obviously James and, you know, Russ hasn't been, you know, he was good in last year's playoffs trying to help the Clippers where they were at, but he's never, he's not really one of these. We don't know him from being a big playoff performer. And so, you know, just as much as that, there's a lot of things that we're trying to figure about Oklahoma city as a basketball team, because we really don't know who this team is truly like we know they're talented but we need to see who they are when they have to when the pressure is at its highest in the mm-hmm. league and i just look at the clippers and the three players you said i still think there's a lot of question marks that have yet to be answered about all three of those players and how they right. impact winning so, you know the only player i think anybody will be confident is going in with Kawhi leonard obviously mm-hmm. so um but i do understand and i do agree with having a veteran presence Mm-hmm. on the team you know what i'm now, saying like i do make, agree with that part. make make no make no mistake j rob make no mistake that point that you just made about mm-hmm. the clippers and that there's really nothing that blows you away about them because you've seen a mm-hmm. lot of this instead of that right mm-hmm. I, I that part i'm going to compound that point by saying i'm mm-hmm. not in on the clippers <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not in on the clippers oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm out on the clippers and the mm-hmm. reason why i'm out on the clippers is because Paul George already told me that he's not a number one on a, on a, on the championship. I did not me. like that. I didn't like that. Why would he say that about himself? Even I even even, even if we already know it, I mean, like, but he's so cop. talented, bro. He's he's actually so talented. He's one talented to me. To me, right. he's one level talented for oh, sure. No, no question about that. But even even if even it's like the cops, it's it's it's, it's kind of the opposite of the cops. I mean, where mm-hmm. like I already know. I just need you to confirm it, and that's mm-hmm. what Paul George did. Yeah. We are. I already know that you're not a number one. It's probably not a good idea to say that, though. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's probably not a good idea to say that. Simply off the strength that if you aren't that, well, I know your mentality. I know that mm-hmm. when we get into the meat and potatoes of the game, you're not going to take it over because you don't think yeah. you're that dude anyway. So mm-hmm. with that being said, all George already told us that he ain't the number one on the championship team. James Harden, we've seen him take teams deep into the playoffs. But we've also seen him when he's taking teams deep into the playoffs. We've seen him fold up. Mm-hmm. Russ has already shown us that I could be the lead guard on a championship contender, but we ain't winning it with me being yeah. the guy. He's already mm-hmm. showed us that. There's only one guy who's actually showed us that I can do it. But the problem is, is over the last four years, he's averaging 40 games a year. That's the mm-hmm. problem. So this whole thing, the post that's holding up this tent is a guy that's been averaging 40 games per season mm-hmm. over the last four years. He goes to pieces. This thing goes to pieces. Yeah, that's why I'm not. That's why I'm not all the way in on the Clippers. However, J. Rob, I can recognize a vet unit that can handle a bunch of kids from time no, to time. I, I agree. I agree. I will ask you this though. I think I know there are a bunch of kids, and I know you think they should go get a vet, but the missing piece, I think, to that puzzle over there in Oklahoma City, that. I would be honest. There, this if they add this piece to me, I don't minimum game six, game seven of the second round of the semifinals of the Western Conference. Mm. And to me, there's one team in the NBA that got a big, a seven foot four uh, power forward that can shoot threes, 
that can pick and roll, pick and pop, can rebound the basketball, and shoot it at a high level. His name is Laurie Marketing. And I know Utah is in rebuild mode. And if they want to get as many picks, a team that has a lot of first-round picks, a lot of first-round things that they can use to be build their future, get that big, trade that big foreman from Finland over to Oklahoma City, and I'll be honest, if they add Lloyd Marketing, because that's my only issue with that team right now. I just don't think they have enough size. SGA's a tall guard. Um, SGA's a tall guard. I know that. Jalen Williams is about 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, and then, obviously, Chet is a seven-footer. But, you know, Dort, Giddy, they're just – they're not – they're that's 6'8". He's 6'4". Six, t- six, so, you know, them two players right there, I love them, but I think with Lori as another piece that really ups the rebounding, it's another perimeter shooter. He can go get you 20, 25, 26, and 10. And yes, do Baylocks. I do. I, I definitely am a fan of Lori Marketing. I just love his game. He reminds me of just like, he reminds me of Chris Bosch a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Like, he gives me Chris Bosch vibes. And I think to me, that Chris Bosch, uh, that type of build, I think in the modern game, that's my favorite type of four man. And for me, like, that to me is like the modern four, and I think it works so well on pretty much. Like I think that's a plug and play four, like right. in this game. So, so, so two things, Jay Rob. Number one, if Danny Ainge calls me, I am not talking to because <laughs> I know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna end up losing my shirt. I'm gonna lose the keys to my car. Right. I'm gonna lose the keys to my house. Yeah. He's gonna sell me that I'm gonna get all of this back. Times two. No, I am not dealing with Danny Ainge. I am not. Let's get to the bottom of that right now. Because I know who Danny Ainge is. Danny Ainge is going to fleece me. And yeah. I'm not trying to hear that from Danny Ainge. No way. Yeah. What you think mm-hmm. and everything that you everything that you just said, J Rob, about Lori marketing. What you think he's gonna call? <laughs> it, it, there's no way. There is no way that 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 Danny Ainge is giving up. Oh, my goodness. There's, there's no way that Danny Ainge is giving up Lori Marketing <laughs> for the Oklahoma City Thunder for a bucket of extra crispy and a six-pack. Okay? No, nah, it's going to cost a lot of first rounds. It might cost Case and Wallace. I want some of them kids. We'll, we'll, we'll start with the picks. I want to start with those. I was able to get four ones from Minnesota. Right? right? I was able to get four ones from Minnesota for Rudy Gobert, which actually turned out to be a really good trade on mm-hmm. both parts. Y'all dudes mm. was running your mouth about Rudy, and this was a terrible trade when you didn't realize what was it yeah. contingent on. It was contingent on Cat being healthy. You see Cat being healthy. You see the kind of force that Rudy is defensively. Yeah. Now you see where Minnesota it works is. Out. They're yeah. at the top of the Western Conference. That's number one. Yeah. Number two, this Utah Jazz team, right? This Utah Jazz team, this Oklahoma, this Oklahoma City team, how many how many first round picks do they have, J Rob? I think like forty seven. Nah, they... <laughs> I think like forty seven or forty eight. Gotta be, picks. gotta be. Danny Ainge is gonna ask for at least twenty of them. <laughs> He's gonna ask for at least twenty of them. Okay, so oh um, let's be serious for a minute. I think that I, I think the Oklahoma City Thunder, in addition to their first round picks, I mm-hmm. think over the next six years, I think they got fifteen ones. Over the, yeah. in addition to their first round picks, I think they yeah. got fifteen ones. Of them 15 ones, Danny Ainge is probably going to ask for at least five of them. Without question. At least five minimum. of them. Yeah, minimum. In addition to the picks that he already got. So with that being said, not only do I want four or five of those ones that you got, 
Let me get a couple of them kids too. I'll take Josh Giddy off your hands. Uh, this kid, Casey Wallace, I'll take him off your hands. Um, listen, listen, again, I'm gonna be honest. If if they want Josh Giddy and Casey Wallace with five first round picks, done. Oh, absolutely, it's done. Done. 100%, done. 100%, 100%. And I love, and I want you to know, I love Josh Giddy's game. His game. I don't want nobody to misconstrue that his game as a basketball player. I do think what he does as a basketball player is good, and I think it'll fit for a lot of teams in the NBA. But I'm higher on Laurie Marketing and what he can do for the ceiling of this basketball team than I am. And I love Kaysen Wallace, so I think he'll be a good NBA. I think he's going to be a good pro. But Laurie Marketing. Like Cam Newton says, he's not a game manager. He's a game changer. So, you know, I'm rocking with I think I would say done. I signed a dotted line. So let's do it. I'd shake hands right then and there. I think it's going to cost more than that, though. I, I and, and I think that Danny Ainge is in the process of – because, again, I'm not giving you a good player in Laurie Market. I'm giving you an all-star. I'm giving mm-hmm. you a building block. Mm-hmm. I'm not just giving you a good player. I'm mm-hmm. giving you a building block. And if Excellent. I'm giving you a building block, I need something substantial back. He's yeah. going to ask for one of those. He's going to ask for one of them kids. Jalen Williams, who's still on his rook deal. Jalen Williams, who's still on his rook deal. He's good. I would not. I think that Danny Ainge would talk Oklahoma City into handing him over. Oh, you no, no, no. You can't do that. You can't I, do that. I, don't think so. I, I, I know mm-hmm. you don't like it, J-Rob. I do. I know you're not liking it. That, I know you don't that kid it. is That kid is good, good. Good, good. I think he's going to be an all-star, to be honest with you. Me too. He's good, good. he's going to be an all-star. I do. He, I think as much as I love Chet, he might sneak around and be the better player just because of what he's going to be able to do from a scoring output standpoint, perimeter. Like, I, I, I really feel bad for Oklahoma City, Chilltown, because all – from at least from what I've seen so far in the last two years of Jalen Williams and the year one year of I've had of Chet, Chet Holmgren, all three of them brothers, that core right there, you're gonna have to max them out. I believe that from what you from from the sound of your voice and the look on your face, this is in the words of Marlo Stansfield from The Wire. This is one of them good problems. This is one of them good problems. <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. This is one of those good problems. This is this not is a, a oh my god. No, yeah. this is one of them good problems. It's a good one problem. of them problems that. Okay, we 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 can figure this out. This is this is Listen. this is not something that's that that's that bad of a of, of a mm-hmm. thing for we'll for, for for Oklahoma City. We could figure this out with yeah. these three we guys. Got, we got good problems. Listen, yes. I'm I'm this Oklahoma City team is I'm I am excited for the future of Oklahoma City. This that basketball team is finna change the economy in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. turning into a tourist destination. God damn it, mm-hmm. just because of what they got to turn that spot into. But they know is you got to remember, man, that when you building a unit like this, Jay with mm-hmm. Jay Dub in the draft, Josh Giddy in the draft, Chet in the draft, mm-hmm. you got SGA in a trade. Basically, you got him in a draft because you got him in year Facts. two. Facts. You basically got him in a draft because you got him in year two. It yeah. wasn't like you got him in year like six or like six or seven. You got so so that that that's four guys: Chet, Case, and Wallace in the draft. The mm-hmm. problem is, is that when you have these guys. And you're building them up. Teams are going to come. Oh, they're yes. going to come try to poach. Okay, you did a great job with this guy. You did a great job with that guy. You did a great job with this guy. How about you hand this guy over? How about you hand that guy over? When in reality, the reason why I drafted these guys is to build up my unit, not mm-hmm. yours. Yeah. That's not why I brought. That's not why I got these guys here. Not to build up your unit. To build up my unit. So that's the downside to it. The good side is Josh Kitty, J Dub. Chet Williams, 
I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, Chet Holmgren, mm-hmm. Jason Wallace, who I think is going to be a player, SGA. These guys actually turn into what you think they're going to turn into. You hold on to them for as long as you can. That's, as you, that, that's the plus nah, side. No, nah, I agree. I agree. But you already know. If it was me too, already looking at these Oklahoma City players, I have one of my top dogs. Hey, go whisper to J-Dub after the game. You know, say something to him about the city. Something like that, you know. Next time you come out here, you're gonna take him to dinner. Yeah, right. Yeah, start rubbing elbows with him because mm-hmm. that boy gonna be a problem. And you know, if he wants to ever decide to test the market, see if though somebody's gonna throw that brother the bag. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma City gonna have to match some money. Uh chill, do you want to get to these uh super chats and then super chats yeah, run the show, J Rob? Let's get chats it. Run the show, I, brother. I love it. I love it. Let's get to it. Yes, From winter with the five dollar super chat. Prayers to Dayan Milojevic and his family and the Golden State Warriors. And what, uh, yeah, facts. Rest in peace to to the, his family. Uh, I heard about the story. The game actually got postponed tonight, which I thought was the appropriate thing to do just for respect of the basketball team. Um, prayers up to his family. Yeah. What team do you think can sneak and make a trade that hasn't been in trade talks? Chill, you a go t- for it. A, a, a team that I think can sneak in. And, and 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 make a trade that has not been talked about is, and I'm sure he's been on the phone with them. Is Greg mm-hmm. Popovich calling up Atlanta? How about you hand over the kid, Trey Young? How about that? How about you hand him over? Mm-hmm. What do you want? Mm-hmm. What Because what I'm looking for a distributor, right? Yeah. I'm look. I'm actually looking for a distributor. I know that. I know that Trey Young is a shooter. I know he's a scorer, but I'm looking for a distributor. Mm-hmm. And Pop is one of those guys who you know he's nudging and he's constantly on your case. And I think he can pry Trey Young away from Atlanta to San Antonio because I think he is exactly. I love that. I'm gonna be honest. I love that more than anything because I love that for Wembyama. Unc, I love that for. I really damn near love it more for Trey Young than anybody else. Yes, Mm -hmm. because Popovich. At the end of the day, Trey Young is going to be what he is as a defender. He can't help that he's six feet tall. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, I think with Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich, what he's done with talented small guards in the league, the, the Tony Parkers, the Manus, I'll, I would love that matchup. And I could just see now the pick and roll with Trey Young and Wembyama, this small player lobbing the ball to the heavens to seven foot 11 Wembyama. <laughs> It would be. I'm. I'm I am. I, I am definitely a fan of that. I actually love that. I love that because yeah. I don't think Dejounte Murray. I, I don't think Dejounte Murray coming back. I don't think he's what they're looking for. We're looking for yeah. a distributor, right? Dejounte yeah. Murray is more of a defending wing, and yeah. who can play offense. I think that they needed. I think we could find that. I think we could find another defender on the yeah. wing. Maybe not as good as Dejounte Murray to start, but maybe develop him into that. But if we could get a distributor like Trey Young, and I think we can tame his scoring. Not slow it down, but tame it, so to speak. So in in, in other words, J-Rob, instead of hanging out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, mm-hmm. I get you to hang out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, instead of you say, going out a night. Can I give you another player? Because you said, where else do we get at NBA players from? The draft? You know who will be a perfect fit to add as a backcourt mate? I think he... If you're gonna you find some player. late value, late value, player. same school as Isaiah Collier, go get Bronny James. He's not an aggressive. Listen, listen, 
I don't know. I don't know if you don't got it. I know that face. You don't like it. You're going to probably get him late in that first round anyway. I think he would be a great NBA defender. I think he'll be a fine jump shooter. And he's not an aggressive basketball player. So I just think if you're looking for a guard who's going to be a defender or you go get the kid Reed Shepard from Kentucky, because I think you're looking for a guard who's going to be willing to defend on the perimeter, not be too much of a make the offense around me type of guy, but is going to be able to shoot the ball effectively, get steals, rebound and defend the perimeter at a high level because you're going to have to find a guard that is going to be able to guard the Steph Curry's, the Luka Doncic's, those the the um the SGA's, all these league guards you're telling Larry. me about, Unc. Uh, you have to find somebody who's going to be able to guard them, and they're not all going to be somebody who is six foot eight wings because there's also good wings on a lot of these other NBA teams. So to look for that guard who could do both and is not going to command so much attention of the offense. That's why I always look at – I'm looking at Bronny James and Reed Shepard because those two players, they do a lot of the same things for their basketball teams. I just think the name Bronny James is like J-Rob, you ODing, but I'm just talking about what they do as players. Reed Shepard Reed Shepherd is another guy who's probably going to go in that lottery. Those two players would fit, I think, seamlessly because of their ability to guard on the perimeter. I think they'll be able to shoot the basketball, steals, hustle plays, things like that. Like I think they make the right basketball plays, and I think that's some of the things that are needed in San Antonio because one of my issues with San Antonio right now is that it just seems like nobody's – who's. it's like nobody's telling the other guys on the court that Victor is the guy. As of late, it's looked like that. But I'm like, you know, to start the year, it just kind of felt like everybody was trying to feel out what was going on with Vassell and Keldon and Wemby out. The seven foot three center that is being compared to a generational talent like LeBron James, that's the team. And we're going to build around that. And so I think you need to find players who will fit seamlessly into that. And look, just, you told me about my fog in my glasses and seeing the vision. Yeah. You got to get behind the vision with me on this one. Um, I get you if, if you're giving me Zach E, I got to raise you, Reed Shepard that's and Bronny James. Both of them standing on top of each other is about the same size as Zach Eby. So it works out. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm seeing a little bit clearer. The thing that I'm concerned with, J-Rob, okay. is I'm concerned with rushing this kid, James. That's what I'm concerned mm-hmm. with more than mm-hmm. anything. It's okay. already that, that the health issue already scares the life out of me. Mm-hmm. That, 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 I don't like that for one minute. That, mm-hmm. that whenever I hear about a player, a basketball player and heart issues, that scares me. I do not right. like that. That's number one. Number two, the fact that who his father is, there's now this acceleration process where we got to hurry this kid up and get him to where we need to get him, where, where, we're, where we're trying to get him to so he can be there, not realizing that rushing him, we could screw him up. We could straight screw him up. And I don't think he's ready. Mm-hmm. Him being in San Antonio... Right, him being in San Antonio, which by the way, if he was in San Antonio, his father would come down. I'm sure of that. <laughs> his father would come down because don't forget his, his, his contract is up after the season. Yeah, he's, he's got a player option after the season. So, with that being said, you really think he'll leave LA? Yes, 100%. He go, he, I, I, I'll tell you what, I, I can't see him putting on a Detroit Pistons uniform, obviously. Or, or a Portland Trailblazer uniform or a Charlotte uniform. I can't see him doing that. However, what I can say is, if he's put in a situation where I know that he can grow, 
and I, I know that his son can grow and get better, like San Antonio, where Pop will take care of him. I I can see James coming down to San Antonio for a year. He I would spend. You should come to the Knicks. I would no, no, <laughs> no way. No, that would be the best side mission of his career. If he oh, goes to the Knicks for two seasons and they win one championship, it'd be his see? greatest side quest. That's the problem right there, J. Rob coming to the Knicks. What are we not coming to the Knicks so the kid can get better and get acclimated <laughs> to the NBA life? No, we got LeBron James, so we're trying to win the NBA championship. Whoa, oh, oh. Listen, oh, listen, the kid could dream. The kid could dream. He was supposed to have been point. come to New York, man. He was supposed to have been come to New York. He never showed up. I, I didn't know was, that part. They, they they basically rolled out the red carpet for him. He was like, nah, I think I'm good. That was one of the worst days of my childhood when he picked to go to Miami. It was hard. That was one of the worst days of my childhood. Teddy Hart with the $20 super chat. Shout out to you, Teddy. Hopeful my OKC can get Drummond, Capella, Isaiah Stewart type player by the deadline. Also, do you think the Clippers change their name to the Inglewood Clippers next season? I actually think that would be phenomenal marketing. What about you? Inglewood Clippers. They've they've always been the LA Clippers. Mm -hmm. But um, I do think that them moving to a new arena – gives them a different identity. I think mm-hmm. that's so dope for them. 100%. Yeah. I think that's so dope that now we don't have to share this arena with the, yeah. with, with, with the Lakers and be the, be the redheaded stepchild so people can now yeah. pay attention to us. But yeah. the idea of those guys, like you just mentioned, you just talked about Drummond and uh, Isaiah Stewart mm-hmm. or, 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 or Capella. I actually love Capella. In, mm-hmm. in Oklahoma City. Yes, yeah. I do. I love Capella in Same. Oklahoma City on that front Same. line. Yeah. I, I, Drummond, too. I think Drummond would give you great minutes. But if I'm the – I already said that the, the, the Boston Celtics call up call up Chicago and ask for Andre Drummond and give them what they want because they, yeah. they ain't going to ask for much. The, 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 the Bulls are not going to ask for much for Andre mm-hmm. Drummond. He's, no, on expired, he's on an expiring contract. You could probably give up a two for him. Call him up and ask for him. And I, I, I think that you could get him. 100%. I agree. Alfred, Alfred Bernardo. Hey, guys. Hope the year has been good so far. Appreciate that. Do you guys think the Ravens will win it all this year? That's my pick for the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. you know me, J-Rob. I believe 49 red. And I don't think that the – be clear about one thing. Everybody saw when they came to the Bay what they did to us. Do not let that 33-19 to 19 score fool you. It was way worse than that. Just so y'all know, <laughs> that thirty, that thirty-three to nineteen, it was, no, it was. it was, it was way worse than that. That that we was just trying to make it respectable at the end. They could have scored forty on us. They 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 they, oh, they could have had us forty to. It could have been like forty yeah. to ten. So yeah, do they, not. They, they stole Christmas that night. Yeah, do do not let do not let that score fool you. It was way worse than that. That's but awesome. I'd like to. I, I'd like another shot at Baltimore. I don't think yeah. that they four touchdowns better than us. I don't think that their pass rush should have dominated us the way that they did. I don't think our pass rush got do- gets dominated again like we did. Bosa was Bosa was a non-factor. I, I, I never thought that I'd see Bosa as a non-factor and Fred Warner kind of befuddled. He couldn't, it's, not only could he not Lamar, only could he not. Yeah, it is. It, he's it, a different is. beast. He is, he is, J-Rob. I won't argue that. You, yeah, you will a, not get me to argue that. I, yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at I'm looking at Fred Warner trying to figure out <laughs> he's trying to be a spy, but then in the, in, on you the can't, side it's impossible there, to spy him. No, you can't. Mm-mm. It's impossible. You can try, you can try, but it's impossible. Good luck. That's what Good you luck. said. That, that's 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 what you say with him. Good luck. I mean, and yeah. 
not only not only that, we don't talk about Lamar Jackson as a thrower more than we talk about him as a running quarterback, which still boils my blood that people oh. criticize him for being a running quarterback. When you praise Josh Allen for being a runner, right? You praise him for being a runner, right? I remember Steve Young. I was around big. I was I was around J. Rob mm -hmm. when they talked mm -hmm. about Steve Young, him being a running quarterback. How awesome he was, yeah. even though Michael yeah. Vick tailored his game around what Steve Young was. That was yeah. his guy. But nah, Michael Vick ain't a quarterback. He's a running back, even though he's doing the same thing that Steve Young was doing. Same this thing, season, so. this season, Lamar looked like Vic, uh, Vic and Steve Young on steroids because his arm, his arm is one hundred percent caught up to his legs. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying. Like I think, I think now I have, this is the best as a passion. I always thought he was fairly decent. Look, chill. Don't let these casuals lie to you. You don't lead the NFL in passing touchdowns and win a, and win an MVP not being able to throw the football you don't this just doesn't happen you don't lead that so you know we'll see what happens but let's get through let's get through the rest of these because i know we got some other stuff we want to get to so you know yeah, i want to make sure it. we get um and i know there's a show at seven so uh okc should teddy hard again okc should trust ainge as far as they can throw him <laughs> plus teams will tax okc because they have an embarrassment of draft riches very true absolutely that's very true very mm -hmm. true J Dub is what people thought Pat Williams was going to be. Terry with two dads. Shout out Terry with two dads. Terry with two dads again. It's going to see. It's good seeing you back on PC. But chill. Do you remember when you said that Rory was the modern day Alex? Woo, woo, woo. Troll alert! Woo, 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 woo. Troller, troller, woo, woo. That Terry with two dads. He is that, yo. He's yeah, he's trolling dog. you. Oh, yeah, wow. he's trolling you. He's trolling the modern day Alex English. Yeah, um, so do you want me to send the link now or you want to talk about last night's action first? Let's talk a little bit about last night's minutes. Yeah, let's let's yeah. talk a little bit about last night's yeah, action and then sure, and, sure. and, and then we'll yeah, actually we gotta, do that. Do, do both of them. Because yeah, we only got about 45 up. minutes. That's why. Because yeah. Gridiron is on at seven. Shout out to them boys yep. over there at Griffin. And we only got we, we only we only got like a like uh, like, like about a half an hour, about another yeah, fifteen yeah. minutes or a half an hour. So send the link out, and we'll talk right, about we'll, we'll talk about perfect. last night's action in addition to sending the link out. So, perfect, perfect, um, perfect. I want to start the conversation, J. Rob, with what you 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 were gonna you you were gonna you were gonna ask something. Oh, so I wanted to ask you about there was a moment which when your cousin was on national TV in four K. And he high said definition. something, high definition, 4K. He said something, he said something that I wasn't ready to hear, but I also felt it in my soul because I'm 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 high on this player. <laughs> Hold on. You know he about to go get leave. You know he's about to go get leave. I got you, know, you, watch, you watch did you watch press box earlier? I, I did I, a little I did a little I bit. Did, I, I, nah, I was I, I was leaving. I was leaving the dang. Oh, okay. He had to go get that for. Oh, he had to when, go get he that. He went and got that dingy ass damn hat. <laughs> yeah, I see what's going on. I see what's going on. I see what's going on. He's not here to play no games Listen with you, Lee. Bent the brim. He mean business. He bent the brim. He's not playing with you. I'm. I don't give a damn what he's doing, J. Rob. <laughs> Yo, chill. I ain't gonna lie, chill. You look like a hell of a defensive coordinator right now, you brother. Me. <laughs> you should blame me. Chill, chill, chill. Do what you're supposed defense. to do. I respect right. you. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. Mississippi 22. Have you ever seen, yo, chill. Um, you ever see Friday Night Lights? 
You yes. look like one of them coaches that was on that Houston team that beat him at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Ready. Get oh, them oh, boys oh, ready. Yeah, he got them boys revved up. Yeah, he got them boys revved up for the game. So we so yeah. we clear. I'm sorry, J Rob. You were saying something before because oh because here we go. And I'm glad context is here to talk about this too. Because let's talk about it. Your cousin said on national TV on high definition that right now, from what he's seen this year, if he had to pick a player, he's taking SGA over Luka Doncic. He did say that. Yes, he did. On the and on the current NBA rankings for MVP, SJ is currently third, and the top two are Joel and Nikola Jokic. What do you think of those comments by your cousin? And does he have a point? I I, I, I do I, I do understand where he's coming from. SGA is the shiny new toy. SGA is looking like SGA is looking, which does make sense. Let's not wait, forget. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Hold let's up. not forget. Quiet. Quiet. Pay attention. Quiet. Pay attention. So again, SGA is the is, is the shiny new toy. He's becoming a great player. But with that being said, we kind of take what Luca has been doing for granted. So because we take what Luca has been doing for granted, when you see something new, immediately you want to gravitate toward that. I, on the other hand, I'm not taking SGA over Luca. I'm not doing that at all. And the reason why I'm not doing that is because Luca is better. Thank you. Luca is a better player than SGA, and he's better than SGA in a lot of different ways. He ain't better than SGA just as a bucket getter. He's better than SGA in a lot of other different ways. Because he's better than SGA in a lot of other different ways, I think that I can do more with Luca than I can with SGA. So I'm going. I'm, I, I I can appreciate I can appreciate my cousin his logic, but I'm, I I have to respectfully disagree with with, with that. Yeah. Okay, um, I respectfully I, disagree too, go but ahead. at the same time, shiny new toy. I'm like, damn, that's damn, that's a little bit wild. I mean, I told, I told this man before the year that Donovan that uh, uh SGA was better than Donovan Mitchell, which he and is, and I stand on that. Yeah, I agree. And I said, and, and if had it not been for ESPN listening to him at point guard, he would easily be the best two guard in the league. So this this ain't even be a question, but right now I probably got I still probably got Devin Booker by like a little bit, but SGA he has made himself a legitimate candidate man for for MVP this year, for that team going from what what they they finished tenth last year to to now number two in 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 the West I'm like yo this this. Hey J Rob, I got I got to piggyback on what J Rob said, man. Like this OKC team, that they that they, they got so much promise ahead of them, man. Like last so, year. So quick, quick question. Rewind the clock. You just right. said what, what you said. What Shea has done this year? How were you talking about Shea in the 22-23 season? How were you talking about him? We we were talking about him. I I thought he was most improved player of the year. Before the season started, before the season started, you were talking about him. You thought he was the most improved player. Is that correct? I thought I thought he could be a candidate. I didn't think he was going to be absent. Because you didn't think he was going to win it. You just thought he was a candidate. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was okay. going to be absent thirty-one. Okay, right. Somebody so, else the, did. Somebody else right. did. So in the in the in the twenty-one twenty-two season, how were you talking about SGA? Twenty-one twenty-two season. I thought I thought he was good. I mean, like, but I, I mean, but uh, like. I thought he was uh, the strides that he was making in that season. I thought coming into the 2022-23 season that he was going to be a certified all-star in a uh, uh, MIP. In a MIP. So, in a, so, so moving forward, you thought he was going to be that? 
yeah, yeah. The 2023, at the end of 2023 right. season, I thought he's going to be that. At the so, end of this season, for him to right. be in the MVP conversation this right. quickly. Right. Now, like, in, the tw- in, in, in the 2021 season, how were you talking about SGA? 2020 to 21 season, I thought he was a pretty damn good player. In Still. 2021? You yeah. so so yeah after the bubble how how you, you talking about him? He, he was what pretty damn good say? in twenty. He was pretty damn good from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty four. I I will say this: um, SGA has been a, a damn good steady player. I mean, he's he's in a steady improvement. I mean, I mean now, in every in every aspect and every okay. aspect from his Correct. field goal percentage, free throw shooting, mm-hmm. um, all of those things improved. I think his worst right. three point shooting year was twenty twenty two. Shot at about thirty percent. Right okay. now, he's shooting at about 32 percent, 37. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 I mean, 33, not too great. But let me ask you this, though. Hold on, J Rob. Hold on, J Rob. I want to stick with the theme here. Okay, now, okay, okay. with all of that being said, you just told me that steadily improving is that mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Steadily 100%. improving to, to this season, we're now having an MVP conversation about him. What yep. was the conversation about Luca in 2021 after the bubble? Is he, the, is, he one of the best play, is he one of the best players in the world? How about in 21 22? How, how about in 21 22? How about in 22 23? I, I think, um, no, hold up. Before we continue, the only thing I had a problem with was shiny new toy. Like, once again, show- once again, you, you, you're missing what you're missing the point. In 2022 23, what was the logic on Luca? Luca was a uh, top five, about to be a top five player. Right. Not, so, so now to talk about SGA and talk about Luca. Now you are entering this conversation, hence mm-hmm. the shiny new toy. You haven't mm-hmm. always been in this conversation. This conversation mm-hmm. was not about you. You were improving, but you were yeah. not improving right. like Luca was improving. Agreed. Agreed. Which yeah. means that with you not improving like him, we should not be talking about you like him. Hence him being the shiny yeah. new toy. And That's also, what he is. And also okay. they were drafted oh, right. so, in the, so, And hold so, on. And okay. also, wait, 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 Leaf. And another thing. Wait, Leaf, Leaf. Hold on. Leaf, Leaf. Yes. Hold on. Yes, he is. Yes. Yes. Leafy, Leaf, Leaf. And also to his point, too, that you got to also, you know, I got to give credit to Unk here. They were both, they're the same draft class. Same draft class. They were. You know, and obviously SGA started off drafted by the Clippers. Obviously, we understand why his points right. the way it was. He averaged 10 points to start his career. Now he's a 31 point, you know, 31 point a game scorer. But listen, that man, Luca, came out the gate giving us 21. He was getting mm-hmm. 21. He was getting 21, <laughs> six, and seven out the gate. So, I, I mean, if somebody says Luca was crazy, but, but, but I think SGA is a shiny new toy because now after the back to back seasons, you know, he was first team all NBA last year. And then obviously averaging another 30 ball on great splits again. Now I could say it's tra- it's trajecting where maybe they can compete, but as right now I think most people would say right. Luca is still the best player, and I and I think right now you probably would have to lean towards Luca. He been doing this, and he has I mean, playoff he experience. Has, you haven't even seen yeah, SGA in, 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 in a in a playoffs yet, series yet. Yeah, in the, in the case of between him and Luca, I understand that, but I don't know if I could call somebody a shiny new toy that just made first team All NBA. When you and, and, but and his so, point so, is so him, make, so him making first team all NBA last year. How about the year before that? The year before that, no. I, I don't how, know how about how about the year team. before that? I don't I don't think he made a team. And how, how about oh, uh, guess what? Luca was on the team four straight years. Four straight years, yeah. yeah you I know just that, got so. into this conversation, brother. Right. You are right. new. You are not, you are not, you are not seasoned in this. 
We was not talking about the Trail Sprewell when he made first team All-NBA in 93-94, like we was talking about Jordan, right? Like we was talking about Joe Dumas. Like we was talking about the better right. two guards in the game. No, we weren't. You just showed up, brother. I ain't saying that you ain't nice, but you just showed up to this class. You might have been in the school. You might have been in the school, but you just showed up to this uh, class. Uh, can I I maybe maybe it's though? just a choice of words. Uh, can I, I ask you a question, though? That's all. Can I ask you one question? There's one thing I do want to ask you, Unc. So from from Oklahoma, from 2019 to, to now, he was 19, 23, 24, 31, 31, obviously all of Oklahoma City. Do you think if he was wearing a different jersey that – some of the because I think it took him having to average 31 a game a season ago for people to even really start talking about him. But he's been a 20 point scorer a game for really more to better have the majority the of was his already year. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majority of his year, you could already see he was going to be a player. But I think obviously him playing at OKC, do you think some of that plays into why the and I think it could be the same thing with Anthony Edwards being in Minnesota, like. Because of where they're playing basketball, do you think that also affects how we, as you know, fans may potentially view them? Because what if they had like a Knicks jersey or a Clippers, Golden State, you know, one of those bigger that's, names? That's the that's the point that I was making. It Miami Heat. What it depends on what jersey that he has on. Because mm-hmm. just because he in New York, if he was averaging thirty a game playing for Brooklyn, it wouldn't be the same as right, right, Knicks, right. right? Facts, if, if, facts. if he was playing in. If he was averaging 30 a game, it would not hit the same playing in Orlando as it would if he was playing for the Miami Heat. Facts, so facts. the fact that the fact that he was wearing a different jersey, I'm not sure that that it, it depends on what jersey he's wearing. That's mm-hmm. number one. Number right. two, his game in terms of him advancing, I still haven't when when, when we're talking about passing Luca. We're talking about guys that are now in the conversation because they've been doing something for a long time, both right. in the regular season and the postseason for a long time. We're talking about these guys doing the same thing that this guy is doing. So when you enter that conversation, these are the kind of credentials that you have to have. And the fact mm-hmm. that he doesn't have that, that's why I'm using the logic, he's the shiny new toy. That's not right. because no, he's not it. a baller. That's not because he's not. I love SGA's game. Everything about SGA's game, but the fact the that this dude, is there. I the, the fact yeah. that the fact that this dude has actually been to the playoffs one time, and that was his second year with Chris Paul, and he was averaging a modest sixteen and I think six. And he was helping his team out one hundred percent. He was doing that, but to get in the conversation with Luca, to get in the conversation mm-hmm. with Giannis and Joker, right, Tatum and right. KD and guys like that, you have to have right. those credentials. And he doesn't. Mm, right. Everybody, that, that, be clear about one thing, J-Rob. Somebody's got to lead a bad team in scoring. Somebody's got to lead a bad team in rebound. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to lead a bad mm-hmm. team in the Facts. Six. No, facts, facts. Facts. Carnival no, I agree. Stats. I, agree. Carnival no, stats. I agree. But I agree. I think Luca did I, this, all of that at well, some point. But hold on. But context, I, but I don't know how much time we got left with Unk, but we got to just talk about this, too. This is really important, Unk. Of course. Of the course. matchup between Jokic and B. We can't – that that can't that can't not get talked about. So, I like I'll leave that the y'all, but that matchup was insane. Um, what is your thoughts on that between those two bigs? Or are you not putting too much stock in it because it has nothing to do with the playoffs, regular season game? Tell me your thoughts, and then, fellas, obviously, y'all go ahead. After. I just don't like the idea of them not being matched up against each other the entire game. That's my mm. thank you, thank you, chill, mm. thank you, chill. Mm. Stop trying to Talk be about it. creative. That's 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 my biggest problem. I mean, I mean Sha- Shaq didn't Shaq wasn't switched on to. 
John Starks. Ewing was his matchup. Lajuan right. wasn't switched on to Sean Elliott. <laughs> David Robinson was his matchup. I understand that the game is a lot different today than it was 25, 30 years ago. I can definitely get with that logic. But if we're going to talk about you like we talk about the best big men ever, mm. these guys were matched up against each other. And mm. if you're worried about stuff like, yo, don't foul, you're worried about stuff like fouling out. Don't foul. And I know that's a that I know that that's a lot easier said than done, but that's part of it. That's part of it. I said this earlier today. That's like me breezy getting in front of you in a boxing ring and going, yo. If you punch me in the face, I'm surprised. Well, don't get punched in the face. <laughs> don't get punched in the face. That's how simple I mean, that is. I, 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 I get what you're saying, but I didn't necessarily have a problem. As long as they was matched up against each other at some point. Um, the way that they went at each other, obviously, um, Joel, man, like his that that jump shot is getting very, very it's looking more and more automatic. I said automatic. It's automatic. Automatic, bro. On the other side with Joker, bro, in the last life. 10 games, we're talking about somebody that's shooting 80 something percent. So the thing, and he was in, he was outboarding him. He was getting at him on the rebounds. That's not that. Joker, hold on, Lee. Joker hold on. Let's add context down. to that. Let's 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 add context to that. The what reason context, why he context. Getting, no, no, no. We, no, because the thing about it is, I hate when people are saying he was outboarding him. He wasn't outboarding Joel Embiid. What he was, was outboarding everybody else. Here's what was happening. Chill. You understand this in particular when you are the primary rim protector. And with that team passing off, you have to worry about Aaron Gordon for the for for that um that short roll or that lob threat. What tends to happen if you are a rim protector and Leaf, you play 2K. When you're a rim protector, what happens when you jump? What happens? The other guy gets the offensive rebound because you're out of position. A lot of the times, if Don't you notice, jump. Joel Embiid was on the other side of where the where the ball was bouncing to. I think Mars explained it very well. There was a lot of tough bounces, and on top of that, Chill made a great point. They weren't mashed up on each other, so Tobias Harris can't do nothing with Jokic. That so that's a steam thing. I don't think that was so much just our will, the will of of Joel Embiid and getting outboarded by him. I think that was more of a schematic thing and a more defensive like breakdown thing. All nineteen rebounds was schematic. Well, can I just say this though about the rebounding thing? And I think you know, obviously, I know it's a topic of conversation, and this is why I don't want people to like. I don't want to say it's overblown, but like in, in some cases, how many offensive rebounds does? Jokic at times account for you know what I'm saying because you know just in in a game he he does get a lot of offensive rebounds but when I look yeah, at I think he averages three re, I think three, he averages three offensive rebounds a game so yeah that's a lot so that means of that three there's gonna be those five offensive rebound games those six those seven those gonna be sprinkled in there as well a lot of the time Embiid is taking a lot of jump shots bro so he's never like. The, those three extra rebounds, four extra rebounds that most centers get from offensive rebound and things of that nature, Embiid's not necessarily getting those as often because, like we were talking about, like, Embiid is a jump shooter. Like, that's how I'll be looking at him some days. Like, bro, he's he's taking perimeter jump shots and it's so automatic that I just think that limits him because he's not lower to the block. Like, I think he could easily have at average three more, two to minimum two to three more rebounds to his average if he played down into the block a little bit more, but because Ch- he's such a good he player. Chill, is he a better jump shooter than uh, Ewing? Um, is Joel Embiid a better jump shooter than Ewing? Is he a better mid-range shooter than Ewing? Is he a better shooter so. than Ewing, period? I think he's a better long ball shooter, 
But in the mid-range, I think a better all-around shooter than Ewan. I think he's a better long ball shooter sure, than Ewan. I don't think he's be better, better all around. I, I ain't gonna lie, he, to might, you. he, he might he might be better than he might, he be, might be better, bro. All, all around, be he definitely he definitely he shoot the long ball better than you. He definitely shoot the long ball better. He definitely shoot he's definitely a better free throw shooter. So if is we're he, doing that, he, if we're doing free throws, if we're doing if we're doing the long ball, if we're doing in the mid post, I don't think that I I'm not sure he's a better mid post and mid range shooter. I don't think he clears him, but in the in the, the long range, oh, who's the best? Oh, who's I, the heard the conversation. I heard the conversation. Who's the best shooting bro. big? Who's the best shooting big of all time in your Earth. eyes, Unk? I'm asking, Unk, oh, leave. I'm, 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 I'm my sorry. Bad. My bad. Say, my say bad. that one more time, J. Rob. One more time, J. Rob. Who do you think is the best shooting, shooting big? Yeah. Yes, best shooting. How far away is MB to Dirk at the pace that he's going from where the shooting ability? Nowhere near Dirk. Can he, I'm not saying he'll be the best shooting big ever. I'm saying how far away is he like on a list? So if he two, three, four, five, damn, Leaf. I understand Dirk is the better shooter. I'm I, I'm trying to figure out where he thinks MB's trajectory is. To answer your question, J. Rob, I think that Joel MB, he's going to be when he retires, he's mm-hmm. going to be up there with the greatest shooting big man of all time. I think he's going to pass Ewing. I, I think I at some point he, I, I do think he's gonna pass you in, but I think the difference between him and guys like Cat, between him and guys like uh, Dirk, guys like that, mm-hmm. I think the difference is that stop and pop in transition, mm-hmm. that quick jump shot in the mid range right. and at the long ball line, mm-hmm. um, also at the free throw line. I think that he's. I, I, I think that when he compl- when he continues to get that down. I think that that's just going to put him in a different stratosphere, which is where he is mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And hey, yeah, what are your thoughts? Is Dirk the best uh, mid-range shooter of all time? For a big? Per- period. No, he's not. No. No, he's, he's not the best. Than... No, no. But for, for a big? Can you Jordan... give me five people that's better than him all time? Mid-range, the mid-range shooters? Mid-range shooters. Mid-range Jordan. Right give me Jordan. Give me Kobe. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> yeah. I will actually go Devin Booker. Uh, Dirk. right now, Dirk, Dirk, KD, um, Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, Curry. Curry uh, we talking about mid. We we we're talking about mid range guys. Mark Price. We could we we could we could do we could do this all night with mid. Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. We could do this all night. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, give me Kyrie. Yeah, give me Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie I'm gonna be sure. honest. Damn near, I'm damn near willing to go. Uh, I'm damn near Dirk. willing to go. I'm there. We're just talking mid range jump shots, mid range jump shooting. Give them both another, give them both another two, three seasons. Man, Luka Doncic and SGA, bro. I'm only putting KD over as mid range jump shooter. Chris, as a mid range shooter, Chris Paul, Chris Paul. Explain that. It's it, it, so explain your criteria for a mid range shooter. I mean, Dirk, if, uh, all right, is it uh, correct or not? Did he not get most of his money in Kawhi. the mid range? No, he didn't. Aldridge. Where was no, most of his didn't. money at? Most of his money was on the block. Why you think that leg up shot? That 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 one leg shot, jump shot. That was his money. That was his money move. That yeah. was his game. Not only yeah, was that right. his game, not only was that his game, he stretched the D, he stretched the defense when he was able to knock down the long ball in transition the way he did. Stretch the defense I, I, when they I'm sped a, the game up. I'm just Leaf, let you know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, you know, I'm trying on. to understand what I'm. What I'm trying to understand is I'm trying to understand your criteria for a mid-range shooter. What do you classify as a mid-range shooter? Do you care about when they do it? 
Do you care about how yeah. they do it? Do you care elbow about where they do to, it? Elbow to elbow, in, in those in, outside of the paint, in those areas. And that's where. If I'm, okay. if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, in those areas between 2000 2009, he shot the best percentage from those from all of those areas than anybody in the league. From I, 2000 2009, is that a fact? I, I, I'll have to go. I'll have to go look that. That up. can't be the fact. That can't be a fact. That can't be. I don't know. I think there's a few guys that I would take over. Can't be. No way. From 2009, Kobe, Demar, Kobe Bryant, because Demar Derozan didn't show up till 2008, right? Demar, Kobe, and LeBron. I mean, in LeBron, Demar, Kobe, and Jordan. I'm taking them easily over Derek. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, mid range. Those are mid range demons, bro. I don't think that Dirk Nowitzki is the best mid range shooter ever. And I'm taking Kyrie Irving, bro. I'm taking Kyrie Irving in that mid range game. I'm sorry. He was not a better mid range shooter than Jordan. He was not a better mid range shooter than KD. He was not KD. Come on, KD. He was not better. I give you KD and Jordan. He did not play. He did not play in Kobe Bryant. He did not play in the in the mid range better than Kobe Bryant. So he he did not play in better in the mid range. To them do right. so he was he um, was taking tough shots but yo kobe this is man. this is this is nasty i have a question fellas real quick this is for real nasty uh, yeah it is nasty. it's nasty leaf it's nasty it's nasty like i think he's top five though i think i think he definitely top five i think guys could catch up though i think they could catch up though i don't think it is at all I, I do have a question though. I have a question uh for Chill and then uh J Rob and then uh to the rest of the panel. Um, I don't know if you guys got a chance with um Sacramento uh to watch a Sacramento game and they gave up that lead, that terrible lead. It was oh really like, like a, it was like a hook off, like a hooker on fifth ave. That's what they have. It is nasty work. And and I, I hit up Ox and I was telling him, I said, Listen, <laughs> I understand we got it. Mike Brown is trying to do the film. Jackson thing and all that stuff. Holy no, you shit. need to correct some things and nip it in the bud. I'm watching De'Aaron Fox sit in the corner while Malik Monk and Deontay Sabonis are going tit for tat. So who can take the stupidest shots? I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Like, and, and then the defense. Yo, um, let me chill. Let me chill. Go ahead, chill. Like, so what's as a coach? Let's if you could put your mind in Grayson Allen, man. Do you? So, what, so, what, what are you saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so. They're up 22 with eight minutes. So that means almost half the quarter is over. Right. Right. So that means almost half the quarter is over. And in order to win the game, in order to get back in the game, to cover, they got to go on at minimum a 22-0 run in order uh -huh. to just get back in it. Instead, not only do they cover, they win. I, I can't discount the defense that KD played. And I won't discount the defense that KD played because KD right. played some damn good defense. That has also a lot to do with your lead guard getting control of the offense, settling Thank us you. down, I mean, getting us geez. back in the sets that we need to get into. I can only – I've already said this to Lee. Excuse me. I've said this to Lee more than once, more than twice. I can only X and O you for a certain amount of time. When exactly. we get into games like this where the Sacramento Kings have now given up a 10-0 run, They've given up a 12-0 run, and it's five minutes left in the game, and that 22 has now gone down to 11, or it's gone down to eight. My lead guard, give me the ball. You here, you there, you over there, you yeah, on the you. block. That's what we need, and we didn't get that. Right. Instead, what fact. we got is we, got, we had a bunch of help to scout the offense. We had a bunch of guys standing around watching. This is where leadership comes in. This is your leader on the floor asking, right. yo, you, 
Can you get over there? You get over here. You get on the backboard. Let's not make it sound like right. Phoenix scored every trip because they didn't score every trip. They did miss some shots, right. but they also did rebound too. You mm-hmm. didn't rebound. Yep. And just because I got the best rebounder in the league, arguably, on my team, does not negate me from rebounding. That's like me having the best right. scorer in the league on my team. So I don't need to score because this dude is on the team. No, that's not the way that that works. No. I like it. I that's like a it. fact. Right. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm not as sold on the Kings. Honestly, I think the, the run from last year was great. But depending on who they match up with in the first round of the playoffs, I think they're first round exit again, unfortunately. No hate to the Kings. Um, because I just look at, because I, <laughs> because I just look at. So they're not, so they're not winning the playoff series this year. I mean, just, like I said, it depends on who they play. Because I'm gonna be honest, fellas, when I'm really looking at this thing, I'm being really honest. When I look at the Denver Nuggets, the Timberwolves, Oklahoma City, the Clippers, the Suns, and Dallas, those teams alone, if Sacramento, I feel like has to play any of those teams in the first round, ultimate they bust. Lose, they so. losing. It don't don't let don't let Lake Glorious get a eleventh hour uh trade deadline magical uh miracle <laughs> like last year. It's quiet for the Kings to get like let's be real. Like we're not at the end of the day, y'all taking Le- LeBron in the first round of a playoff series, regardless. If especially if it's not against somebody tough. You can say what you want, Leaf. You can say what you want, bro. They swept up the say. Warriors. I, I'm, it I'm is what it is. They beat they beat they beat the Grizzlies, who was his number two C last year. I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying. Listen, listen, I'm not trying to fight with you about that. I'm just saying. I'm just not confident in the Kings beating any of those teams I just said in a first-round series. That's just how I think about them right now. I'm just not too sold. I like I think, what they got going on. Go ahead, go ahead. I think they should have went. I think they should have went. Honestly, I think they need to um, put more Alex Lynn minutes. Um, I don't know if he's recovering from an injury, but they need to be bigger. I think this lineup, Deontay Sabonis, you are not a five. I'm sorry, Ox. Y'all keep trying to make me believe that he's a five. <laughs> he is not a five. Bam Adebayo is not a five. These guys are fours, and they are struggling when they go against big men. Let's get away from that. On top of that, too, they need perimeter defense. Um, they uh, Too many times, the rotations are bad, and then they uh, get exploited. Another thing, I thought they should have went after Pascal Siakam. I'm happy that Indiana got him. I disagree with you, Chill. I think the person that might be able to make Pascal Siakam stay in Indiana might be Halliburton. I think making mm-hmm. your his job mm-hmm. easier as a scorer, and I think if you get some more pieces, I think the Bruce Brown experiment was a complete failure. Bruce Brown was getting fried left and right. Um, I think Naismith is a better defender than him. I think Nemhard is a better defender than him, and I think you will see that later on. Um, so but we'll see how this turns out, but back to Back to the original point, um, Sacramento, you need to get a big man. You need to get get a, a Andre Drummond, get something, so that way you can get the rebounds, like Chill said, so that way you're not giving multiple up possessions and having Grayson Allen go crazy on you guys. It is ridiculous. Grayson Allen can hit open shots. Don't give this man open jump shots. Come on. <laughs> like, I think, he's a yeah, I, 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 would, I would go as far as saying that like they could use like a Miles Turner type of player. Like no. somebody that can block shots no. and, and no. stretch the floor. No, no, no. that's what Sabonis no. does. Seppi rebounds. That's the he do the same thing that that, that Turner does. Seppi rebounds. My man down here, what you you were about to say something? Uh, shout out to this panel. I was just listening to the conversation. Shout out to all. Oh, yeah, I just want to catch up a little bit. I think the clip is missed on Shea and trajectory wise. OKC is right where the Clippers like they trajectory wise. Shea brung OKC up to where the Clippers is at. They playoff bound, almost contenders, and the Clippers just missed on that. And the Shea Luca thing, 
I gotta give a lot of props to Luca. You know what I mean? He came in and he hit the uh, NBA with you know what I'm saying, big time. But Shay, wow. the way the way Shay playing right now, you can't sleep on him. And I honestly, off this conversation, I want to see them play each other in that first round. I will say this. I would love that. I would love that. I will say this, Breezy. I would love that. To your point, I can't say that they missed on Shea because you got to remember how they got Shea. We're talking about Kawhi Leonard coming off being the finals MVP. And we're talking about Paul George, who was, I think, his first team All NBA the year before. First team All Defense. And Shea Shea was a rookie getting mm-hmm. traded, becoming a second-year player. If you right. don't make that deal, you're fired on the spot. If you don't make that deal, you're fired on the spot. Nobody knew that Shea was going to be this good, but Doc Sam Rivers Sam did see Sam Sam Yes, and, and, Doc, and Doc saw it too. Doc saw that he would have he, – Doc hated giving him up, but he had to at that particular time. He saw what it was. He did. He saw what it was, Definitely but did. he had to make the deal. He had to, 100%. Trajectory was – Oh, I Keep going, keep on, Breezy, real quick. Keep going, keep on, I, to, um, to, I can't, not to be long-winded, because I know y'all going to close out soon. I, I Honestly, I tried to avoid it, chill, as much as possible, but I did become the villain. Um, You know how cold it is up in Brooklyn and, and New York, and they was asking me to wear a sugar coat, coat made out of sugar. Can't do it. You know what I'm saying? It's too cold, right. to, too cold to wear a coat of sugar. Um, So case in point is... The front office in the Brooklyn Nets, they got to do better. I took some flack uh, off of that. Um, I'm mad at – I'm defending Cam Thomas more than I'm defending Jock Vaughn, so they mad about that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of the team first, but from what I've seen, I've only seen Cam Thomas showing up night after night. So I'm a villain right now. I try my best not to be the villain because I like chilling. But right now I'm the it's villain, hard, chill. Breezy. It's hard, Breezy. It's hard out here, <laughs> fam. Yeah, bro. It's hard, hard out here being the villain, me. It, it's hard out here. Coaching, coaching is integral. Coaching is integral, mm-hmm. and I feel like Jack Vaughn is doing is here. doing a it's, it's it's tough. And Jack Vaughn, I'm gonna grab you by your beard if you keep messing up these lineups. Hey, we got three more. Um, we got three more super chats. We got to get through before we yeah, start. Hold on. Let's go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time is money. No, 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 no. We, 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 J. Rob, we'll, we'll do the super chats okay, cool. before okay. we go. Okay, yeah, go ahead, okay. go ahead. Before, before I go, I just want to say, J. Rob, listen, you want to be on the football thing this weekend? Y'all all, y'all talked about I picked the, the Packers. All- I picked the Packers. Yeah, yeah, I know you picked the Cat Packers, but like that, that was a good pick. You're a smart man for that, and I trust mm-hmm. your football judgment. I picked, I picked them again this weekend. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, obviously, but 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 there's there's a reason why because the play calling is actually better. Matt Lafleur is actually getting out of his own way and actually toting the damn pill like he's supposed mm-hmm. to. Facts, Balanced though, facts, ass football, bro, and that's the reason why we're gonna stomp a mud hole and and that and this and this and this gentleman right here win that dusty all ass guy say, forty nine. All, 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 all I gotta say is all all I gotta say is all I gotta say is and by this time next week it's gonna be white. And, All and, I gotta and, say and is, I'm through. I'm through talking about. The last thing I'm gonna say about this, J. Rob, we ain't the Cowboys. That's the yeah. Thing <laughs> I don't have to be the Cowboys. Okay, I like it. We don't get like Cowboys. It. I know what you're thinking, and I know who you're looking for. We ain't them. That's all I'm gonna them. say about he said it. I, I agree with that. They definitely ain't the Cowboys. We ain't them, yo. So they Teddy, tell us, tell us, appreciate us, yes sir. Absolutely, fellas. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Salute, salute. Back in effect.
<laughs> All right, so let's get these last super chats out of the way. Teddy Hart. Speaking of Spurs needing a pass for his point guard, do you think they'd be interested in Giddy for Vassell? Getting played, Giddy is playing out of, of position at OKC due to Shea. But see, this is the thing. Giddy might be too traditional for today's game with league guards. I think he would I think he would flourish under pop. And he would be the way he distributes, he would be straight with with, with at six five, six six. Mm, he mm. might be bigger than that. I think he might be like six seven, six, six eight. eight. Yeah, he's like six eight. He's tall. Yeah, he would be he would be great with Wimby. How he distributes. No, yeah, he would be great. He, he would be great with Wimby. One hundred percent, he would. That that would be a good trade. Um, mm-hmm. On a scale of one to ten, on a scale of one to Dirk, and beat as a shooter is an eight. He can shoot the basketball. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. He can shoot it. Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Shoots it with the best of. Teddy Hart, one more. Lamarcus Aldridge, McAdoo, and KG is the best big mid range shooters in my opinion. Nah, I don't mm, think you got to add. Yeah, got to add Dirk. Dirk better than all of them. You have to add Dirk to that. As good as David Robinson was as a mid-range shooter, as good as Ewing was as a mid-range shooter, them yeah. dudes ain't better. Mm-mm. No, they weren't. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, um, anything before we let the people go? We back in effect, yo. Every yes, Wednesday, sir. every Wednesday, yes, I got my nephew with me. Yes. Every Wednesday, he'll show. He'll he he don't show up every week, but sometimes he'll be here. Yeah. I'll call. I'll him make up. sure. Yeah, yep, I, I got my nephew with me. So as I as I said before, yo, drink water, put on a suit. Don't drink and drive. Hey, man, call your mother, yo. Call your mother, yo. Call your mother. She's waiting for you to call. So 